I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. Here we go. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Grindhouse Podcast with Dave and Matt. And Matt, we are back from your wedding nuptials. We had a great time. There's lots of food, lots of mariachis, and some... Uh, what do you call them? When, what do you call drinks? What's that term that people... You're looking for the word libations. Yes, libations. Yes. Lots of libations. We, had, we did. We, we fed you all. No we fed you guys well. We gave you lots of booze to drink. You didn't drink enough booze, though, Dave. I didn't. I had to drive. Not I'm just you. Not just you. Everybody. Oh, really? But we, it was far away. I got cases of beer under my sh- shoes in my closet. Uh, this sounds like a good problem to have. It's all right. I'm all right with it. I'm just saying <laughs> we have, we have well, a lot of booze, man. Here, here's the thing for people who are planning their wedding. Um, the venue is awesome. It's super cool. Thank you. Kind of far. Kind of far. So uh, people can't drink that much. Oh, yeah. Drive. The destination wedding, a 15-minute drive from South hey. Austin. My goodness. Hey, you don't know where they're going to. I know that how they should get there and take an Uber. It's not that expensive. Well, I don't know. Anywho, you're going to be stuck with booze for many, many months to come now. Um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting about that your choice in wedding date, which I think is brilliant, and I have to tip my hat to you, is that you chose to get married on a leap year. That's right. On on the weird day that only occurs every four years. That's, which means you don't have to celebrate an anniversary for another four years. I think I do. I think I still do. There's really, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. I, get I think to there's a loophole. I think you don't actually have to do anything for four more years. I, I will Which is what most we'll Americans see. will be doing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think we'll probably do the... I, I don't weird. know. We'll have options. We'll either do the 28th or the 1st. I don't really know. I know every four years it's going to be something awesome, but I don't well, know. Yeah. But uh, isn't that kind of weird? Like, 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 you know, when we're putting together a calendar, when, when we're trying to figure out what this thing that we call time is, and we just like, oh, shoot, we had some leftovers. Let's just toss an extra day in there every four years. Things go wrong, man. You know, you try to make a calendar. Best, best laid plans. What's that? Best laid plans. Best laid plan. They just canceled South by Southwest here in Austin. I heard that's about a, that. That's a bigly, bigly. That's a, that's a it's big. Very bigly. Big it's laid. A bigly thing. I, I don't know how to put. Well, I was trying to <laughs> trying to volley off the best laid plans. I was going to say it's a big laid plan. Uh, but that's big a, laid plan? That's, that's, a, that's my plans when Ophelia gets yeah, no, allowed to come no back to the United States. Big laid plan and. Uh, oh, I write them down. In a I have book. a whole book of big laid would, plans. What does that even mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, people people were afraid of uh, catching a virus, the coronavirus. The coronavirus, is, it's going yeah. around, and uh, lots of stuff. Which e- is why we drink Lone Star. E three was getting canceled. They may be canceling Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I mean, all all this stuff's getting canceled. I mean, we friends of mine are out thousands, tens of thousands of dollars here in Austin because of uh, this is the big. This is our this is our holiday season here in Austin. Well, I was going to say like, this uh, is like when we get out of the black. Let's back out the, a little bit black. because we get out of the red. There might be there might be some people who maybe aren't totally familiar with what South by Southwest is. Oh, it's a pretty famous event. Uh, most people seem to know what it is. Don't you think so? I don't know, but let's just make sure because you never know. We never know where people well, are from. We you never got know. You, okay. So here in Austin, we have a big uh, art 
and technology conference that lasts all week long. Uh, you've got your tech conference, all the all the people from the software, oh, the hardware development, tech, they come in and they show off the new stuff. Uh, was, oh, yeah, we've, we've had the tech conference for years. Show off the new virtual reality fest, stuff. Correct? We, we've got a, what's that? I believe it started as a film fest, correct? We have a film festival that's part of it as well. Uh, the, the big one that everybody knows, though, is the music. Sure. The I music, mean, that's, yeah. that's the big deal. That's what people pay a bunch of money to get the badges for and... They get in all the concerts, and uh, and that, I mean that's when shit just gets crazy. I, I, you know, I've gotten those every once in a while. Austin residents, you know, we don't, we don't get as excited about South by Southwest as some of right, the uh, no, non-residentials, but like every once in a while, you know, you'll get that Austin residential discount on the wristbands. So you go, oh, okay, I'll get one, you know. And I, I gotta say, it's it's pretty fun. It's like a whole week of just going to see bands for free, getting alcohol for free. Uh, it's also kind of dangerous because like you. I like I I can understand why they would cancel it with a uh, health concern because it's already sure. the least healthy thing we do as a city here in Austin. I mean there oh, there ACL are ACL might be giving you a run for its money. What's that? ACL might be giving it a run for oh, its money. Oh, not at all. ACL all you're breathing out, in all that you dust. Some, no, you get some Oh, they fixed that. They they have sprinkler oh, system did they? that they've I've been there a long time. No, ACL, you get out there under the sunshine. It's not that bad, you know. You maybe the sun you, is you terrible have some food trucks, you. you have a few beers. I'm talking South by Southwest, man. I've been to like free party, like free parties at South by Southwest that serve alcohol right. for free. You get to see free music. It's a ton of fun. And they won't let you in unless you say, yes, I'm a cigarette smoker because they're sponsored by cigarette companies. Like I've been to what? most. Yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, Spon- I haven't, cigarette I haven't lived in Austin. parties at South by Southwest that you have to actually declare at the door, I smoke cigarettes, and then you're allowed to come in, and everybody, guess what they're, everybody's doing inside? All right, so listen, smoking I, haven't cigarettes. Lived in Austin, I haven't lived in Austin since the end of 2011, and I probably had not gone in earnest to celebrate South by Southwest since maybe at least four or five years prior to that. It was, You know, when you're living in Austin, as cool it is, as it is, after a few years of being there, it does tend to be a little bit like how it is now in Los Angeles for me when award season comes around, right? I'm sure. It's yeah. like traffic and what have you. But, um, oh, so it's all corporate corporate sponsored now and cigarette, big, oh, big cigarette. And- plenty of that. But, but getting to my point, it's like I could see why they would say, uh, you know, if there's a virus going around and spreading because we're already, you know, just in that week, we're already like, you know, they say your immune system goes down when you don't sleep. Like, we're not sleeping. We're drinking constantly. We're eating, sure. like, the trashiest food we can eat. We're, 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 you know, everybody's smoking cigarettes. Everybody's just kind of crawling around on the floor, uh, cramming their bodies into crowded places to, to see some marginally important band. And, uh, you know, so we're already, like, spreading around just the normal diseases at a Sounds, much higher rate. Uh, so whatever virus is going around right now, like, if, if they would have kept South by Southwest going, like, it would have been we'd been we'd we'd be in the news. I'm just saying. Well, this sounds a little bit like a, a an Eli Roth film more than anything else. I think just a bunch of people sweaty crawling around in dark spaces and disease spreading everywhere, and then it leads to cannibalism. It and, may may have been the inspiration you know, for some corporate of his death work. squads. Uh, Roth yeah. Roth has spent a good amount of time time here in Austin at some of our uh, love beloved film festivals. So that may have been a good inspiration for a uh, cabinet. What we don't know what is it. The ones, uh, the he woods one. He didn't one do the Cabin in the Woods. It's not Cabin in the Woods. It's no. um, it's uh, uh, Cabin Fever. There we Cabin go. Cabin Fever, That's yeah. What I'm trying to think of. yeah. With the uh, with the guy from <laughs> Boy Meets World, Ryder Strong was in it. I think was he really? 
Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a name from the past you probably haven't thought about in any given time recently. And I won't well, think about it again for a while. But look, this is a bad week for a lot of people. It's a good week for you ending last week. But this week has not been so great. March has not been very pleasant. For me? For people. Well, no, not necessarily for you specifically, but oh. I mean kind of across the world and um Yeah. You know, as far as as far as all the disease stuff is going on and a lot of a lot of people are kind of down in the dumps. So, uh I think sometimes it's best to just sort of look ahead, you yes. know, when things are kind of d- down at the moment, when you're having a rough time, why not think ahead? Why not look into the future a little bit, which is convenient because at 2 a.m., is it 2 a.m. this morning, tomorrow morning? When does the official leap year start? Not leap year. I God think it. it's uh, right, the right there at midnight. Spring it forward. Just, uh, it just jumps back. I think I thought it was at 2 no, I think it's like you, you get to midnight and you go, hey, it's midnight. And then wait a minute. It's 11 o'clock again, y'all. I think that's how No, we do man. It. It's the other way. Other way. We're leaping forward. Oh, are we? Uh, is this a forward spring one? Spring forward. Wait. Yeah, this is a shitty one. This is the one yes. where it's uh, it's 12 o'clock and you're like having a good time. And then you're like, oh, damn. I got it's. I only got one more hour at the bar. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Because it's out of nowhere. Bartender's like, hey, bar's closed. And you're going, what? And you're like, the what? Hell? I, I think they do that too. I but know when a bar closes and they're like, no, man, you get the hell out of here. It's closed. You, you literally, from one moment to the next, you're in the past, you're in the present, and then you're in the future. You, you tra- there's no warning. Yes. You just travel right through time. And between this and your, your crazy leap year wedding, it's like it's like time is a is a big human construct because no, there's no realness to it at all everything you thought you knew sitting at the bar having a good time and then just time is just ripped from your your palms right and then yes. you're just in the future the years they they go by like minutes and the minutes just don't just don't even happen they just, just don't even occur anymore gone. yeah at least, and, at least and if there's one and if there's one thing that uh that one place that deals with time and time traveling and the concepts of time it's it's film and i don't know about you matt but we tend to talk about film on this show oh yeah yeah i mean that that are you talking about like those films where you know the guy's like he's hanging out and then he he, he walks down some alley and there's like a, someone that looks just like him but he's got gray hair and a beard and he's like i'm you yeah or, but from or, the future or, or maybe maybe those films where like the kid uh goes to sleep at night and he and he you know he hasn't done his homework and then he wakes up and he's uh in like 1846 and he's learning about uh you know the civil war uh yeah well not just those i mean like um it always seems that like in film time travel of some sort is like the great uh um machina ex dos you know it's the it's the great sort of um, what's it called, uh, MacGuffin that they use to yes. advance the plot. You know, even the Avengers movie, the last Avengers movie, even that one utilized time travel in some pretty loose physics way. You know, it's like that that saying. You know, that like um, no matter what you're doing, it can't be that bad because a you from the future hasn't come to stop you yet. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. if you were if you were going down a wrong path, future you would clearly show up to. Or someone to save you, or warn you, someone, someone right? from yeah. the future, some yeah, stranger to assassinate you, or or did or you uh, do did you ever did you ever watch the um, the Doctor Who fiftieth anniversary episode? Was that the one with like all of the Doctors all together? Well, it had um, it had number nine. No, sorry, it had number ten and eleven. 
Okay. With the with the war doctor. The war. I'm sorry. The war. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about the same episode. Uh, yeah. So it had it had John Hurt. Yes. So, so that was so. One. I guess sometime in in, in uh, the the eleventh Doctor's you know run, they introduced this idea that there was a a lost Doctor, a Doctor who had not never been seen before, and um, which it, really threw sort yeah. of a monkey wrench in the whole sort of equation because he's supposed to be those incarnations, and this was the eleventh, and as far as everyone else was concerned, there had only been ten previous ones, so. This was like the this was like the hidden doctor that you you stuck in the corner and no one read really, like that weird uncle you know that no one really talks about kind of sits in the corner smoking their Marlboro unfiltered you know all right and so um, cool. yeah well not bad so so yeah so so it was kind of cool because they did this thing at the end of it where so the whole episode is number nine number or is number ten number eleven and this lost ward doctor and they're traveling through time and it gets kind of wibbly wobbly timey wimey and. Kind of ends with uh, the fourth Doctor coming back as the Collector, and sort of it was that same sort of scenario where Number Eleven is sort of having this existential crisis, and then, as you were speculating to, this older, somewhat familiar-looking face straddles on through and imparts some wisdom upon wisdom upon him. Well, now this is Doctor Who, so so it wouldn't be the same face though, because Doctor Who's like well, it was a familiar face every time. No, no, it was a familiar face. They actually brought the actor who played number four back. Oh yeah, yeah. And alluded, but, yeah, right, yeah. Yes, but it, it wasn't like, his exact. It wasn't. Like it wasn't like a. Guy, it was just, yeah, it wasn't Matt Smith in an old right. man outfit. Yes, but yes, yeah, just another example of like so the random weird rules that Hol- that Hollywood uses when they're dealing with time travel and how it all works. I mean, certainly you have. The, the whole grandfather paradox that gets used over and over and over oh, again. So that's it. You just you just brought that up because you're just like, yeah, that's an example of a time thing like Doctor Who. Well, no, because you mentioned an older version of yourself showing up and like stopping you from making a bad decision. And it happened in Doctor Who. What do you think of Doctor Who? Because in time in Doctor Who is like there's some there's some moments you can change and there's some that you can't. You know, there's some. Isn't that isn't that always the question every time travel f- film? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they 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 kind of describe it. You know, part part of that has to do with just uh, the show's been going on for so damn long. They don't want to undo episodes that they've already done. But like, there is the, there is something to that idea that if if there was a way to manipulate time and uh, change things, would, would there be you know kind of like a, a how a tree grows? You know, maybe you can mm-hmm. you can guide where it. some of the branches grow. You can prune it. But the trunk still, well, guess, this trunk is still going to look the, you know, mostly the same, you know, yeah, right. the branches, well, I look, mean, the, the same I think leaves. It comes down to, I think it comes down to two, there's, there's two basic philosophies on how time works, right? You can either buy into the idea that time exists as is and what has happened will have happened and will always have happened. And there's really nothing that you can do to change it. Uh-huh. And then of course, there's the other version that says you absolutely can change the future. Um, so what, the, what's a, what's a movie that would say where you can't change anything? What's, what's one of those? Uh, the, um, well, the Avengers Endgame, right? That's an example of a movie that, uh, you could not change time, right? You had to, cause you would, it would have a, a, a catastrophic results. If you, if you didn't return things to exactly the way they worked in, you know, exactly the way they happened. Oh, so you could change it. There's just bad consequences. Sure, it could be unravel the entire space-time continuum. I'm I'm talking more like maybe a film like Predestination with Ethan Hawke, 
where okay. it's like you can take a bunch of actions to try to change time and tra- change the future. You can travel through time, you know, try, try to do what you can to try to get the, the, the future results that you want only to find out in the end that the situation you were in when you started includes all of those changes you made. Well, that, that reminds me of 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys, great time travel film. Yes. Uh, Same sort of thing. Bruce Everything Willis, that you, every, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, every action, every action that you try to take to change the future, in fact, are the very actions that led to the future that you were trying to change in the first place. That's right. And you know what? I, one of the things I love about, aside from just its ideas on time travel, 12 Monkeys has one of the coolest lessons about history and how how easily we can get it wrong because remember the whole the whole time they're trying to figure out who the 12 monkeys what that was what this organization was how they introduced the virus because the 12 monkeys are the ones that created this whole apocalypse and and sent us in down down in this this horrible existence and what we find out is that the 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 12 monkeys was actually a group of uh environmental uh activist pranksters and, yeah. and then they just kind of like anonymous. Yeah. They just, they, they had nothing to do with viruses or terrorism or anything. They just had done a prank that day on a zoo and let some animals out and spray painted stuff. And it just happened to be the same day as this major event. So right, history right. got it totally wrong. And I, I, I loved that, that idea that uh, some, something so significant could be so mistaken. Right. And I wonder, right. I wonder how much of those we actually I mean, probably a lot of things like that in our, in our history. I mean, yeah, it's hard. To, they, they say, you know, the, the winner of wars are the ones that, that write the history books, you know. Sure, and sure. And so, you know, when we when we think about things in historical context, uh, certainly there's a certain amount of evidence that can be found, but it's interpretation, right? And, of course, those that can – those that are in power are the ones that interpret the the past events right there's and, and and perspective plays a part of that because you know the people in power will always color it in their favor and the people who maybe were on the on the uh, uh got, who, who got the short end of the, the short straw so to speak of any given event might have a completely different perspective on the events and what they meant and who the major players were and what their roles were well, we know that happens absolutely, but like, how much? I'm, I'm saying, like, how many things do we have that just are just straight up mistake? You know, well, fe- uh, feathers on dinosaurs, fe- Jurassic Park. Fe- feathers pro- probably were on dinosaurs because they there are some. Uh, there's a current line of thinking. I don't know how predominant it is, but there's a current line of thinking that the way we imagine dinosaurs is completely limited, uh-huh. right? And that um, because because oftentimes fur and feathers and things of that nature decompose and what you get left with is, um, you know, the bones, right, is typically what you find, that when we, when we redesign what dinosaurs look like, we're totally leaving off like a whole layer of their fur or, le- or their, their feathers or whatever. So it's almost like, imagine if you found like cat bones, yeah. right, or like bear bones uh, in, in, you know, I don't know. 5,000 years from now and you're like you had to, then, then cats are you know let's say let's say Picasso and Beasley right my cats the last two cats yeah your cats my cats and they get they get they get excavated those are some pretty good cats man I mean yeah so be careful what cats. you say here because they're probably not no gonna, no I'm not saying it you know no listen you excavate a 10,000 years from now cats are all but extinct and you can't find a, a, a nigh a trace of them except for 
some scientists, they find the, the remains of Beasley and Picasso, and uh-huh. they're together, of course. So, yeah, so if they constructed Beasley and Picasso, you know, 10,000 years from now, long after the, the age of cat had gone by. Yes. Who knows what they would look like? They would probably look like a. Uh, they'd probably look a lot more like dinosaurs than they do actual what we consider to be cats. I, I mean, you're, you're probably right. I I would like to see, you know, a thousand years in the future when they're um, trying to figure out, you know, they're just finding all these little metal bits here and there of what were our TVs yeah, right. and our computers, and they don't know what's from what era. Uh, that that will be a lot of fun to see what they think we are doing with all these things. Now, what do you think about the other? sort of line of thinking, right? Uh, the other sort of trope that Hollywood uses when they do their time movies when uh, the future is completely malleable, right? And and I'm looking at, say, like Back to the Future, which would be the polar opposite from a uh, philosophical standpoint than uh, 12 Monkeys or uh, what was the Ethan Hawke movie you said? Predestination. Predestination, yeah, which is very much the, the future is sort of rigid, yeah, and this is like a completely dynamic future. You can do what you want with it. You just uh, make a few right decisions, and if you mess up, you go back and you try again. Um, now, there was a, s- some danger in that one, though, that was pretty serious, because I don't know if you remember uh, Back to the Future, Marty started to disappear yeah. at one point. So well, in that because, version, you can actually nature erase of that, yourself if you're not careful. Yeah, well, the... the I think under the nature of that sort of philosophy, you raise many issues of paradox, right? Wherein, um, you know, what happens if someone goes into the past and kills past you? Or or in, in the case of Back to the Future, what if your parents never got together because your mom gets a crush on you and thinks that you're the, the name, your name is that of your underwear? Kevin, Calvin Klein, that's right. Calvin Klein, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a definitely a risk you take. I I had this theory back when I wa- watched uh, Back to the Future when I was I think it, maybe my teens when I came up with this that um, it's that point when he's in the parking lot and Doc Brown comes back uh-huh. you know comes get, puts him in the time machine and sends him off and then like he comes back right and sees himself get in the time machine and take off. Right, right, right. So at that point. If Doc Brown really cared about like helping the world, he could have set up uh, some kind of machine that start collecting these Martys. Like, uh, mm. so imagine if uh, every time now to see, huh? are you just talking about Doc Brown basically becoming a uh, Rick? I well, Rick no, I mean, well, uh, this might be a kind of a Rick Sanchez kind of thing to do, but I just thought, you know, there's a lot of a lot of economic, ecological resources in a human body. And every time Marty comes back, you, you've essentially got like a little time loop there. You know, he's coming back, he's seeing himself. He's coming back. Yeah, you know, right. Mm-hmm. And then he's escaping, right? And all you got to do. Army of Marty's. Yeah, all, all you got to do is uh, set up something that will collect that Marty as soon as he comes back. And um, then, you know, it, 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 he just keeps coming and coming. And you just you collect these Marty's. Because uh, I. I, it made more sense when I was a kid, but but essentially you, you just you start like point? grinding them up and like using them uh, into like a nice viable fertilizer, certain parts for fuel. Uh, it, I think we could solve a lot of the world's problems with just one little well, one little time loop paradox. With yeah, one right. person could <clears throat> could solve all the world's problems. The yes. ultimate sacrifice, you know, like the Jesus of time travel that we just continue to harvest. You know, moving forward. Well, here's here's a, a dark theory about Back to the Future. 
if you believe that the future is malleable, yes. right? How many times does Marty die before they get it right? And I'll give you a great example. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2. Do you remember when Marty goes uh, back to the present? What he thinks is the present, but he doesn't realize that old Biff has gone in and changed things up. Old Biff has gone to talk to young Biff, and they've gave him the sports almanac, and the, the current present is, is a hellscape, basically. And um, old, old Biff, scene, the, uh, the inspiration for our current president, Donald Trump. That was, I think, uh, well, not old. The, Biff, I think the present alternate alternate. Biff. Yeah. Alternate reality. Biff. I, I believe the uh, pre- if you're familiar with the president of the United States, I think he's based on that. 80, and I that try not to be. From the 80s. Yeah. But um, um, the there's a scene where Marty, he's kind of trapped at the, on the top of, of Biff Towers and Biff's got a gun to him and he's like. He's like, uh, jump off the building. I dare you. You're tricky. He does a whole chicken thing. Oh, you know? and then the, and the and time so then, machine so then Marty catches dropped, him. Yes. Yeah, he jumps off the uh, the building in the, this time machine. But how would Doc Brown have known he was there? Because he, read, he read about there was the, a version. the suicide in the papers. Yes. <laughs> how many times has Marty died in the making? I mean, we only see the versions of reality where Marty gets, you know. I mean, think about how many times Marty's in danger throughout all three of those movies. And probably each time he died a few different ways, maybe hundreds yeah, of ways, but, maybe hundreds of thousands of ways. Doc Brown, dead like, Marty's having his coffee a few days later, and he's reading the paper, and he's like, "Oh shit, I was supposed to go save him." And then he time machines back in. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I never thought about that. That's a good point. So, yeah. uh, and you know, but th- there is actually a third kind of middle of the road, one foot one way, one foot the other way, sort of a philosophy on time travel. It's neither. Neither the future is set in stone, but it's also neither the future is malleable. And that is the Terminator definition of time travel. Okay, how's that different? Well, uh, if you have been unfortunate enough to watch any movie past T2. Why would I? You, Yeah, well, you shouldn't. But if you have, uh, although the Christian Bell one wasn't terrible. But um, as that movie franchise continued onward they had to keep going back to the well somehow. And so what they basically said was, you can't really change the future. I mean, you can't change the big, the big events of the future. You can change the details, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, um, uh, I'm trying to think of how you could... Like if you had two high-powered magnets, right? And you threw one magnet at the other magnet and it stuck, boom, uh-huh. right? And if you could if you could draw like a tracer of that trajectory, that would be the timeline, right? Now let's say you go in and you throw the magnet again, and this time I kind of at the just the right perfect time kind of karate chop it for a moment, but I'm only able to knock it just slightly off its course. Eventually, it's going to re- rewrite itself, so, right? So, so someone, so okay, so there's three people for this experiment, and yes, two are yes. throwing magnets at magnets. And then in this new scenario, you're sort of in the middle as the magnets are flying yeah. at each other and you just give it a quick, like, are, are we talking parry. like a full on, like stuff, you know, like knock the ball no, like just a light, or just, just, a, just a, a light parry, just a little light tap. So basically, okay. yeah, like in the, in the Terminator sort of, uh, continuity, you could stop, ju- like, let's say judgment day is meant for 1984. You could stop it from 1984. It's just going to happen in 1992. And if you stop it in 1992, it's just going to happen in 1997 oh, that, why, well, and why? so on why and so forth because, because eventually the timeline will reset itself because 
you might be able to change slight details of how it happened, but you ultimately can't change the major the events. The major, and this is actually kind of somewhat similar to Doctor Who, right? Like going back to the Doctor yeah, Who thing, yeah. where they talked about fixed points in time. There are certain things you can't change, and as as Terminator would have it, like you you really can't change the things. They will inevitably the the timeline, the fate, the destiny will go right back to it, which is why it justifies them always having a John Connor or whomever. And uh, uh, you know an evasion of of um, you know androids, and it's how they solve their paradox, right? Yeah. And so that's that's sort of their philosophy, right? Like in the end, the major points of time are fixed, and the only thing you can really shift are just the slight details on how you got Some there. Some smaller details, yes. Yeah, that that is an interesting thing, and that that reminds me of a uh, a Stephen King novel that was adapted to it it is not i mean it, it takes place in two different time periods but it's not really a time travel thing pet cemetery no i, I you're way off actually it's called Ele- jacob it's 11 okay did you All you right. watch that on netflix it had uh no the kid from uh freaks and geeks oh my god he had james franco Ooh. no what the hell did oh. i just uh, the kid from freaks and geeks was in it you know that he's well, that's a timely reference <laughs> that's a timely reference yeah, oh wow that kid's got a good career ahead of him james franco uh he, he was uh mm, does he though uh i like james franco what's wrong with james franco oh uh, just you know Harassing some women. And is stuff. he one of those? Her, yeah, he's what one of those. What the heck, man? Yeah. Well, uh, so the but yes, yeah, so Hulu did a uh, series of the Stephen King novel eleven twenty two sixty three, referring to the uh, the date that um, John F. Kennedy was shot. And okay. it was a what if you could go back in time and fix that? You know, think of all yeah, the right. stuff that that followed Kennedy, man. Uh, you know, all the issues, Nixon, Bush, you know, all uh, Reagan, you know, all the stuff that, that, that may not have happened. The Obama. Vietnam War. Well, Obama's Trump. all right. I mean, he's he's a cool cat, man. He's Clinton. could have been worse. Uh, uh, yeah, Clinton happened to. We'll not get on that. 11-22-63, I think, was the date. Uh, yeah. Kennedy yeah, that day. day that we all remember. We don't remember. Our parents might, though. Their parents. Your your parents' parents Kennedy's might. Kennedy's dead. Um, yeah. I, yeah Run, There's a Misfit song. Uh Masturbate me. This is. You are off the chain tonight. We're recording at night. That's what this is. You are like a dry desert, soaking up so much of the human race. Never quite sane after dark. That's a Mark Twain quote. That's correct. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Uh, you. I'm gonna hang out with him later. If you know where to find him, let me know. <laughs> okay. Um uh, 11 22 63 on, on Hulu. Yes, tell the me about the show. Been, the show's crap. I don't even know f- I brought it up. The the novel's better. The cuz there was this main point that the show left out and that happens so often when it books a movie, books a show, especially oh, with yeah, Stephen King time, movies. Yeah. But it was this idea that like if you could go back in time and change such a significant event as like a president being assassinated, something like that then the consequences wouldn't be this butterfly effect kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, everything goes crazy. Okay, and, it, no. and it also wouldn't be this Terminator 2 kind of thing where it's like there are set moments that will always go back to the way they were. In fact, they'll be catastrophical, like a, like 
natural disaster catastrophe style thing. Like, like, uh, oh, did you ever watch the Highlander series? Yes, I did, but please hold on. And we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> but like, so what he, what he, what he happens is, is this man actually prevents the Kennedy assassination. And the next day, um, there's like this huge earthquake in California and it like breaks away from the mainland. Mm. Like in 1963, like the next day that happens. And when he goes yeah, back right, to the right, future, right. what? When he goes back to his present day to the present, um, he finds that it's everything's in complete ruin. It's it's a, a total disaster. The world's on fire, and it's basically explained to him that time is not something that can be changed. Like it is supposed to be a static thing that is always, and you you can change it, but like the um, the effects are such as like uh, trying to just put too large, you know, like cram two cars at once into one parking space. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like the new future actually crushes the old future in such a way that the world falls apart. So he has to, he has to go back and undo the change he made immediately or everything will be destroyed within a few years. So the reason why I bring out Highlander, what what do you think of the rules of Highlander thing? I just said though, that was, it reminds me of Highlander. That's what what I think about it. So do you remember the rule, the, the, one of the cardinal rules there set in the Highlander one. world? That's, 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 that's yes, one. but that's also no, but no killing on holy yeah, ground. That was, okay. yeah. that was the rule. Yes. That was like the big rule, right? So uh, the movies don't ever really address it, but in the movies outside the first one are, are mostly a hot mess. But the series at one point does address it, and it's just a throwaway line. But the reason why, uh, so the, the two immortals in the past did dare to fight on okay. on holy ground once, and one one killed the other, and then Pompeii erupted. Oh, so there was like so much so very similar to like this setting. Like you could technically do it, but the consequences would be like utter destruction for the immediate area. Highlander's got some weird lore, man. That is wild stuff. That series yeah. was great, though. That series was so good. The movies outside the first one really sucked, but the the the, mo- the TV show did such a great job. I it was thought. a good show. Fourth, fourth, t- yeah. not really, not really no. time travel, but sort of time travel for the viewer, but not the I characters. Mean, time travel in the sense that like a vampire trapped in his coffin for three hundred years will wake up in the future. You know, so. right? Like we as the audience could jump yeah. in, back and forth through time, but the, the characters. What about? Do not. Well, you mentioned Holy well, Ground, God. There's not a lot of like time travel because yeah. like mostly sci-fi, but there's not a lot of time travel films that deal with uh, the idea of a god. But there is one that comes to mind. Mm. Mostly deals with fate, fate right? right? But there is one that like really gives you a sense yeah. that there is some kind of uh, sentient higher power, higher power interacting with these people. And, that, and to me, okay. Well, time, time okay, bandits. There's two then. <laughs> I mean, time bandits. They actually work for God. <laughs> they help to make the universe. That was hilarious. Oh God! There's that great quote yeah, right. from Time Bandits. Who, who plays the villain in Time Bandits? Is that Jeremy Irons? What's the character's name? It's the guy from Tron, uh, David Warner. He, yes, Va- David, probably Warner, Warner, right? David Warner. Okay, Warner. But he's got that great quote. Okay. He's criticizing God and the way he created the world, and he's like, "If it was me, you know, as always say, like butterflies, useless nipples on a man. If it was me, it would have been." 
that's not useless. But he's got the, he says something like, "If it was me, it would have been computers and laser beams day one." Sure, uh, would, he wouldn't have apparently. But I just I love that. This is a great quote. I'm I just saying. So. But uh, I'm not talking about Time Bandits, Dave. The film I'm talking about is Donnie Darko. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with the butterfly effect. I did not find a deity reference in Butterfly Effect. Isn't also, Aston Kutcher God or Jesus? No. no is wow. he? Is, is Donnie Jesus? Jesus? Nobody's Jesus. No, no. But like Donnie That's Darko. Right. There is no Jesus. I think Donnie Darko is a film about time travel. I think it's a film where. Um, yeah, kind of. I, 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 the way, okay, so, wow, we've never done this before. We're going to get deep we? in this one. How long? We're going to do a double Wait, episode. <laughs> have we done this? Have we ever done this before? Because it's, it's the, inevitable. The Donnie Darko breakdown? It's inevitable, but yeah. Like, every, no, every entertainment never. podcast has to get to that point where somebody explains what they think Donnie Darko's about. It's this, it's our time. This is a, big, it is our time. This is a big moment for us. Time. Our time. <laughs> so, according to the Grindhouse podcast, I think that the Donnie Darko is about the mistakes that God made when he created the universe. Okay. All right. I think that God is aware of, and this is in the Donnie Darko universe now. Dave and I, we're not real big on the whole choosing to believe in things. We kind of just believe in things that we see because... I believe that I'm a God. You don't believe that. I do. You've changed your definition of God to match God amongst what men. you are. Yes, and I... And I like you, so I'm okay. With talk that, about but, this, uh, but no, I, I think that in the Donnie Darko universe, there is a god, and that god makes mistakes, and sometimes those mistakes. Oh, cost, so like our universe? They, no, except there's not a god. It's not. But he does. If he, there like was, he made mistakes. That's not. No, no, no. There's. Uh, we we are. We're not gonna. Okay. For, are we, okay. So which one do you want? Because pick one. I can either explain Donnie Darko or I can explain, no, explain all Donnie of Darko. to you. So pick one. No, 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 no. Explain okay. Donnie Darko. That's way more positive. Thank you. But I think yeah, in the Donnie Darko universe, there is a god. That god makes mistakes. That god's aware of those mistakes that he made when he created the universe. Sometimes those mistakes cost lives. They're in the form of like these wormholes, right? So when the plane flying. Uh, taking Donnie Darko's mom and, and uh, sister to their uh, competition uh, accidentally grazes one of these wormholes. A jet engine comes off, goes thirty day. Uh, was it thirty days or something back into the past? Yeah, something. And mm-hmm. and then plummets down to Earth where it crushes Donnie. But so, it doesn't at first. No, it does. And oh, so that's okay. the thing. And, and and but but. Prior to, well, yes, what you're saying is true. Prior to crushing Donnie, he's woken, drawn out of his bed to a place he doesn't know why, where he meets Frank the Bunny, who explains to him that the world is going to end in 30 days. And what is really happening is a sort of, sort of like an alternate scenario has been opened up. Like God realizes, like, this is a man who is going to, or a boy who is going to be crushed to death by one of my mistakes. I'm going to give him 30 days to decide if he would rather this that death happen to him or if he would rather it not happen and then he gets to keep living. And so Donnie lives through this optional 30 days to see what the world would be like if he wasn't crushed at that moment. And then he gets to make the decision, do I want to die like I did or do I want to keep on going but in he, this new reality? But he never goes back in time, right? It's just that the, that the jet engine has been thrust 30 days in the future and therefore and he's mindful of it no the jet engine goes in the past it goes in the past yeah 
Yeah, yeah. The jet engine gets thrust in the past where it falls and crushes him randomly. I see, I see. Or if he chooses, it doesn't. Mm. He can get out of that bed and it will crush so his he's bedroom. Like Jesus. He won't be in there. It'll crush his bedroom. So the mom and the and the and the sister will still die in the in the plane with all of its uh, passengers, but he has the option of he can continue living. He can get out of bed that night before the uh, the jet engine crushes his bed. He can go and meet Frank the Bunny. He can go through all the consequ- uh, consequences of that. He can expose the local pedophile played by uh, Patrick Swayze. He can get a girlfriend and fall in love. He can party. He can do all these things for thirty days, only to find that in the end. His girlfriend will be dead and uh, a whole bunch of tragic things will have happened. So Mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. he gets to decide at that point, was it worth me staying alive or should I just go back and let fate happen and let that wormhole accident that God made that mistake in the universe uh, kill me as it, as it wasn't originally going to, to do. And that's what he decides. So I, I, I love this idea that, and and why not a creative universe or a created universe? If you're going to make a film, why not use a God universe? I mean, it's just more, it's more for the plot. You can have magic, you can have all kinds of weird stuff when you have a God. So like bunnies, uh, uh, bunnies, we have those in ours actually in our current universe, but not, not like Frank, the bunny. Well, how did he die again? How did Frank, the bunny die? Yeah. Donnie Darko kills him. Yeah, but I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Oh, how does he kill them? Because he gets—he's—he's he's just a dude who gets shot in the eye, right? Or killed is something in the eye? Yeah, I think he shoots him in the eye. He uh, because he never knows who Frank the Bunny is, and then um, on that night when he can choose to uh, to stay or go, he um, he's at a Halloween party, and a, a drunk driver comes speeding out of nowhere, runs over his girlfriend, and kills him. And when he gets out, it's it's Frank. It's that kid. Oh, right. Frank is some right, local right. high school guy that was, and that, and that, that was like his costume or something. That was right? his costume that he made was the scary bunny. And he was drunk and he run, ran, ran her over and Donnie shoots him with a gun and kills him. And, uh, and he's got to become an agent of God. Yes. And that, exactly. Exactly. Is that, do you think this was like to atone for his, his sin of killing Donnie's girlfriend in this alternate present? Possibly. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. I don't know, man. I mean, it's 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 not only like oh, trying to interpret God, but it's like whatever this God is that runs this universe, you know. So, it's uh, so. It's, let me ask you this question: Don't you think it is time for a dark panda Halloween costume to be created? Oh, I see where you're going with this. We're getting back to my old claim when I was like. 19 years old that I was yes. going to make a panda bear costume for Back Halloween. Back when you were first known as Crazy Hands, a young Crazy Hands. I was never known as that. But And, and you so were? you're saying that, kind of inspired by Frank the Bunny, I could do yeah. a scary panda. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever watch like, um, That's pretty good stuff, uh, the man. Stone Temple Pilots uh, Sour Girl video? Yes, I did. Like Kind of like those like weird Teletubby things? You know, I prefer the ones from the Aphex Twin uh, video, the rhubarb, oh, what is it, rhubarb something? Uh you haven't Pie. seen that one where uh, they've all got sure his, they're like uh, basically like Barney Teletubby weird Muppet things, but they've all got his face. Yeah, no, I remember. I feel like every Apex Twins video was like some weird creature with his face. He's obsessed with his own face. Well, it's, I mean, have you seen the face? It's a good looking guy. Yeah. So listen, uh, I, I had a surprise for you. Oh, okay. What you got? 
I was going to, uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that I actually own, because I am a god, a time machine. Yeah, you said that. I think and, um, that's and I was going to go shit talk, though, isn't it? I was going to, no, it's real. Uh-huh. I was going to go into the future, and I was going to bring back uh, future me. But unfortunately, we're getting near to our end of time. And we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Excuse so, me? No, instead, if there's a future you, I, you need to get him here. Well, well, listen, uh, future me dropped off some info that I'd like to share with you. A little insight. And then we'll, we'll invite future me in the future episode. Right now, he just he has a little he has a message for you. Yeah, I don't think he actually exists. He does exist. He's from the future. And he came through when we were talking about Donnie Darko. And he said, give Matt some – he wanted to give us a little – and not only you, Matt, but also our Grindhouse listeners, a little glimpse into what to expect from the future. Well, all right. Let's Would you it. like to hear this? Okay. Well, For sure, yeah. Let's so <clears throat> according to Future Dave, in the year 2049, okay, a few things that we can look forward to. Number one, all, all the number one composer – of all movies in the land will not be John Williams will not be Hans Zimmer won't even be Danny Elfman really it will be, it will be Carpenter Brute that's a good band that's good that's exciting for the future right no that's a kind of interesting thing because isn't it that doesn't that basically mean it's just like everything's just sound like John Carpenter movies though yes which is amazing yeah and good point. and and uh he, I don't know how you will interpret this. Okay. In the future, all movies will be reboots and remakes. I don't, I don't think that should be a surprise for anyone. No more original movies are made. Why not? I don't know. I didn't ask that question. But that's okay. So uh, he wanted to let you know what the top three movies currently playing in the year 2049 are. Okay. Okay. And oh, I think you might, be ex- okay. you might be excited about these. And again... They're all sequels and reboots, but right. uh, Martin Scorsese, who is not alive at this time, but his brain is, and they have managed to keep it much like Walt Disney in a cryogenic sort of stat state. Uh-huh. And he his and the the brain of Martin Scorsese is directing the Avengers Eight. Avengers Eight. Yes. Martin Scorsese's Future Brain is directing Avengers Avengers 8, starring a CGI, completely CGI Robert De Niro as the painter. Uh, Joe Pesci, who is actually still alive, as Ant-Man. And Leonardo DiCaprio will be starring as Captain Brooklyn. So you have that to look forward to. What's Captain Brooklyn? That's a a real thing. There's something called Captain Brooklyn. I'm sure there is. I'm sure sure there could be a, a Captain of Brooklyn. You know, he, he runs the local Avengers. I, I, they uh, they protect Captain the neighborhood. Captain of Brooklyn, that's how it's pronounced? All right. Well, who knows? Captain of Brooklyn. Okay, listen. Okay. So that's one <laughs> thing to look forward to, guys. If you're looking for the future, there'll be an Avengers 8 and the brain of Scorsese will direct. Yeah, I'm very, very excited um, about that. Now there is a, 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 a this, this could be an Oscar contender in the year 2049. It is a reboot, a remake of a famous historical film formerly played by Daniel Day-Lewis. This is the okay. reboot of Lincoln, the story of Abraham Lincoln. And this might shock reboot you. Lincoln? They're going to reboot Lincoln starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Get ready okay. for it. Okay, and now it sounds just like a recast. Like, how is it a reboot? Like, what's what's different? Uh, well, I've heard there's a lot more action in it. It's being directed by Mick G. Um, Lincoln has a cool car. He's got a lot of witty one-liners and some nice. guns. Not just not just like his arms, but like literal guns. And uh, it's it's more of an action take on how Lincoln like uh, won the Civil War. You know, kind of rolls into the South on his in his cool. Uh, his cool sports car, you know, future DeLorean sports car, and he's got his his automatic weapons and some cool shades and oh, cool one-liners. Yeah, pretty intense. I, I wish I didn't have to wait 29 years to see that. I watched that Lincoln movie, and I just thought, yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know action. a lot about history, but I assume that at some point in Lincoln's life, he was shirtless in a mud pit, bare knuckle yeah. boxing guys for money. Yeah. And I, I mean, you just, you everybody, know it's what you'd assume. You read about Abe Lincoln and you're like, that dude definitely did some bare knuckle shirtless. Dude, and boxing. not only that, I mean, I think about- he still, he would, he still had the top hat on. That was like his signature yeah, thing was yeah, he yeah, could yeah, get yeah, through yeah. the bare knuckle boxing and not lose the hat. Yeah. Never. So I it. was expecting that, that in the film. Right. There wasn't was there. one scene. No mud, they no mud wrestling, out, no man. mud fighting, nothing, nothing, man. Also, you know, you hear well, about like John Wilkes Booth, you know, John Wilkes Booth, they've condensed that in previous versions. It's actually like a, 20 minute action sequence that occurred where Lincoln yeah. rock bottoms John Wick Booth through a glass table at one point. Lots of kicks and fights. Uh, John Wick Booth was really into parkour. It's crazy, man. This They're going to really like, they're going to tell you the story of Lincoln that you have not seen anywhere else. You just got to wait 29 How years. How about John Wilk? John Wilkes Booth, but he's a T-800 Cyberdyne model. Ooh, Terminator played 800. by Jason Stratham. This is good stuff. I like it. All right, so see, things to be positive about, about the future. And Carpenter Brood, of course, is the, doing the score for it. Okay, this is the most exciting thing. Okay, it's the last little bit of tidbit. You don't want to spoil too much of the future. Oh, there's, well, there's two no. things. I'll, I'll give you the bad news first, and then I'll give you the good news. Okay? We'll end on okay. a high note with our future notes. They still, in the year 2049, have not made Tron 3 or Blade Runner 3. Oh. Yeah, what? that's a bummer. Is that it? That's the, whole, that's the thing? It's just like, hey, this doesn't exist? It's not yet. It's frustrating. Just want to let people know you're in for a long wait on those. But I do, I'm going to end on a positive note. Okay. The number one movie of the land in March of 2049, according to future Dave, is Tusk 2 Judgment Day. Oh, wow. It takes uh, that long to make a sequel to Tusk, huh? Well, when you are making perfection, sir, you got to take your time. You know, it's called Judgment Day. Are you sure? I mean, that's that's just like a one-word film. Are you, are you sure that like it's the same Tusk, the one that you like? Yes. It is the same Tusk, directed by Kevin Smith. Thir- 30 Tusk years two, from now, Tusk could mean something completely different. No. It is it is the, re- the Revenge of Walrus. Wallace the Walrus. Huh. Well, I'll be, and and I'm sure yeah. that you from the future also said that the uh, the Grindhouse is the most popular podcast that's ever been made. By far, there's like spinoff shows yeah, okay. and stuff. We have a late night thing. It's great. That's that, so anyways, that's guys. Kind of what I thought. So you you made all this up, yeah. didn't you? No, no, Dave from the future <laughs> was nice enough to stop by and share all this with us. We're very appreciative. Thank you, Dave from the future. We really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank, Coming back in time. Thank you, Dave from the to sh- future. To give, us, from the to give us a glimpse of what we can expect in the next 29 years. Uh, so with that, yes. should we get to the results 
of the action tournament, the greatest action hero tournament that's ongoing, ever presently. Oh, yes. That's that's something I want to know. All right. So this week we had Mad Max Fury Road versus Rumble in the Bronx in the mat bracket. It better be, to wager better be Fury Road, guys. Come on. don't. I mean, don't even mess around. I don't know how those two got up against each other. That wasn't intentional. Uh, that reminds me of the time that I watched that celebrity boxing match thing. Not not the claymation one, like the real one, like when Fox was really... Oh, did I say celebrity death match? No, it was like Fox uh, was like really desperate for like content, and they did this like celebrity boxing wow, thing. it doesn't sound like Fox at all. And uh, they had uh, the guy that played Screech, uh, Samuel Powers. Oh, yeah, Dustin Diamond. Dusty Dirty Sunshine oh, yeah, Screech. <laughs> Dustin Diamond, yeah. Samuel Powers is actually Screech's name in the show. Yeah, Dustin Diamond. Yeah, right. But he was like in his he was like in his fucking prime. He was like 29, 30. Uh I mean the guy's well, like. Did six Dustin two. Diamond ever have a prime? Uh, you didn't see this shit, man. But they put okay, him up against right. like the screech of a former era. Like, you remember that you know that show Welcome Back Cotter? Did you ever catch that on like the reruns? Like Welcome Welcome Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome Back Cotter. Hey. Hey. Well, the fact that you don't know it is shows how old it is. <laughs> uh, so the guy that played, uh, I think his name was Horshack on uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. John Travolta. No, not John Travolta. Hey. No, there was just like this little, hey. little tiny guy on Welcome Back, Cotter that was, uh, he had this like squeaky voice. He was kind of like the screech of the 70s, like before our time, right? So okay. you can imagine, not John you can imagine how old he was when he had, was put in the ring in Ron this Howard. very real boxing match, I oh I don't uh-huh. know the man's mm-hmm. name. I just know he was. I, I want to say Horshack. I think that was the name of his character on Welcome Back, Carter. Okay, but, but I All don't right. know his name in real life. But but you can imagine how elderly and frail this man was when they put him in the ring with a very in his prime, something to prove, Dustin Diamond on Fox, formerly porn actor Dustin. What's Diamond. that? Formerly porn actor. I Dustin don't even Diamond. want to know about that, but. It was oh, horrible. Uh, uh, Diamond just pounded the guy, just pulverized him. Was, and that was it the first time he pounded I mean, something I, on Like it video. was where you actually saw that, you know, that moment. It, it, have you ever seen like a really unbalanced fight? And there's like that moment where like that underdog guy just like, it, it, it's like he knows there's nothing he can do, but he's like, but he wants no, out. He wants out, but he's got too much pride to just stop. So he just kind of rushes and he's got this, Look of like pure adrenaline on his face, and, he, and, oh, sure, and there's just sure. nothing he can do about it. What's happening to and him? And Dustin Dime was just, just mounting him, the old man. Just, I mean, just plowing into uh, him, puffy face, black right. eyes, making him sore. Yes, and that's what it's like right now. Unfortunately, I love Rumble in the Bronx, but that's what it's like right now with Rumble in the Bronx versus okay. Fury wow. Road. Forgot why we got here. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, 103 to 29. And there oh, were some shit. days when there were some days where Rumble in the Bronx didn't even get any votes, but um, it, it kind of slightly picked up towards the end. But the first you can't uh, mess like with the first couple Fury days. Fury Road. It's the Dustin Diamond it's of so action great. films. It dude. may be the it may be the front run <laughs> for the Dustin Diamond. Oh wow! All right, all right. Well, there you go. The uh, well, it, it may it may be it we may really need to consider this to be the front runner right now. All right. Uh, and in the Dave bracket, you had uh, Conan the Barbarian, All right. Arnold Classic, versus John Wick. How do you think that wins? I think Wick's going to get it. Wick got it, yeah, 25 to 94. Wow. Conan, out of so, here. You are yeah, no longer I was a relevant. Surprised. I mean, John Wick, the new captain of action. Watch out. Now, I know that Conan the Barbarian is probably not 
even in the top it, it maybe rounds out the top five of arnold films that people think about right like if you think about like arnold films you're probably going t2 predator commando um maybe true lies maybe last action hero but it's a great film but it just you know john wick is it's current it's like fast-paced it's like energetic it's cool neon lights yeah you know it's kind of like the kind of like the the horse shack of of modern action films <laughs> just, just wiry and <laughs> full of adrenaline yeah. so so they're advancing. So we are now in our final four, Matt. We're getting near the end here. This is exciting. We got uh, two weeks. Pure excitement. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Wow. So we crowned the winner in two episodes. Oh, I can't believe so it. So we'll have to we'll have to do another golden goat for them. We have in our final four, Terminator Two versus John Wick. Okay. And Predator versus Mad Max Fury Road. Oh wow. Some Titans. Any any Titans. Yes, big ones. Can I throw a wager in there? I think that John Wick's going to beat T2. I, I don't want to predict on the really? other one, but I will say as far as this one, I think John Wick is going gonna, is gonna to take it. I, I, I think it's just it's got so much wow. style, man. It's changed everything. It's like this is like. It has. That's, that's a tough one, man. Now. It's re- it's going to be huge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really be on top of posting this one. This is really going to be really interesting to see because I – I could see it going any which way. I do think I do again not to sway the votes, but I do think my gut my gut tells me that Mad Max Fury Road is probably advancing to the finals. I think you're right over Predator, but T two versus John Wick. God damn, that's gonna be tough. It's tough. It's tough. See, we'll, we'll see. It's up to you guys. Vote every week. Vote every day. Get to our Instagram page. If you don't see it posted, DM me and tell me to post that damn poll. Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, this is an audience participation award. This is the people's choice. You know, we didn't put a rock movie in there. Hey, man, it is what it is, man. Okay, shall we go on to some uh, audience questions? Our mailbag? Absolutely. Our our questions from the crypt? Questions from the crypt. Questions from the crypt. Oh, shit, you're that guy. No, that's for you today. Questions from the Crypt. Sam V. Blair asks, if you could remake a horror movie, which one would it be? Uh, well, in the future, there's only remakes and reboots, clearly. So we might as well answer this uh, question. That's a good question, Sam. Sam, you've always got... You've always, he's always got he's got good questions, man. That guy, he knows Comes how to ask fire. a podcast he, he a question. It. I'll tell him that. That's right. That's right. Top listener. Sam B. Blair. Let's see. You got any ideas? I do. So I was thinking, talking with Future Dave, about how Carpenter Brute would be like the number one like a sound soundtrack artist in the future. That got me thinking about some cool 80s films. And then it got me thinking like, you know what's a pretty kick-ass film that's kind of under the radar like it's it's definitely a cult classic but definitely deserves a little love and uh i wouldn't remake it with the purpose of like um you know i'd like to i'd like to maintain a lot of its essence but just sort of maybe stylize it a bit more for like a modern era and that's the movie black roses yes that's oh god it's been a long time there's not just there's not just one lambo to open the sequence there are two <laughs> that's right that's when you know a film is about to be kick ass. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's taking me back, man. 
So what would you do different? Yeah. What would you do? Different? I, I do have. So I would uh, uh, more neon lights. I definitely think. I think we need to go um, really inspired by uh, Mr. Sophia and I. We went to this metal festival called Brutal Salt this yeah. past summer, and those Europe those European festivals, man, they're like nothing else you've ever seen before. And I think that we take a little bit of like what made Black Roses so cool before, and take it out of the small town high school thing and make think a little more grandiose. You go to like um, so this festival that we went to was like in rural Czech Czech Republic, right yeah. outside of Prague. Yeah, you set this in some sort of rural area outside of the city, Eastern Europe, major metal festival headlined by Black Roses. They still got Lambos, but now it's the year twenty twenty. And they're about to turn this entire major metal festival into one crazy satanic zombie massacre orgy. Just people fucking and killing each other, listening to Black Rose and selling their souls to Satan uh, in I neon would lights that. I would go see with that. synthesizers. That like good stuff, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. I think if. What well, about you? I would like to see a remake of a, uh, a little known 80s film called The Keep. It's got it okay. all. It's what would you keep and what would you get rid of? Oh, what would I keep in the keep? Uh, well, it's it's a it's, so it's a film about a uh, an, an ancient stronghold in a uh, Jewish village during World War II, where um, Nazis have uh, taken okay. over and they're trying to pillage the resources mm, of this like area. That. They find uh, so like the Trump go, going going into this okay. like ancient temple. Carry they on. find like uh, silver crosses, all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. Uh, a a horrible uh, giant golem monster comes out to protect the people yeah. and attack the Nazis. Hell yeah. uh, I mean, it's got it all. It's yeah. got World War Two. It's got Nazis. It's got a full soundtrack by Tangerine Dream, which is a great soundtrack. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, all it's right. just you know, it's like crazy synthesizer music the whole time. It's really good. The whole thing kind of uh, plays like a music video. It's. Um, it's got a, uh, a sort of like a futuristic sword fighter guy that has to come and fight the monster. A Highland- it's a high. It's got a fucking Highlander okay. in it, like like it's well, the Highlander is in the, the movie. Sword, the, they just the, put him in there for no reason. And so w- I think with all these elements, like a filmmaker that actually realizes like what they were trying to do, uh, that they were trying to make this like yeah. kind of ninety minute music video horror movie. I think you could have a lot of fun with the keep. And so I would like to see. Okay. It. So you haven't if all you right. haven't seen the keep. What about Sam, if? Uh, Get out there and watch it, man. You're gonna have a great time, and that soundtrack. What if is it was like the director? Dream is killing it. What do we? What do you think about the like the director of Kung Fu Fury? Did this Kung like, Fury that uh that the, the short film that was Kung out, Fury? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I heard Kung cool. Fury Two is coming. Or Pathos. Is it gonna be? Yeah, longer I, than I heard it's gonna be a full time? a full length film of Kung Fury Two. Man, it's on the way. Because I was a little upset last time because I heard it was a movie. And then I went and watched it. And I was like, "Cool, where's the rest of the movie?" But there was no it's other. It's a short movie. film, but it's a great film. It was, I guess, I guess twenty minutes in heaven is better That's than right. no minutes in heaven. Okay, yeah, so I tell Philip too. Okay, question number two. Jason Matthew Nedick asks, "What scene from a movie would you most like to act out in real life?" Huh, huh, huh. What scene from a movie would I most like to act out in real life? You got anything? Yes, because I get the questions ahead of you. Um, eyes wide shut. I'd like to uh, give the password for Deo. You just want to you want to have sex to. with Nicole Kidman? Is that what you're saying? 
I think I would get in trouble if I answered that question. <laughs> She's Australian but too, was, by the way. So extra. She is Australian too. Yeah, that's extra right. bad. If so you answer that question. Yeah, but uh, no, of course not, Matt. Uh, certainly not in the year ninety nine. No, uh, just to go into that cool castle. You know when he shows up and like. He's got to put the robe and the, uh, and the mask on. And uh, he's got to like. You want to go to that party with all those rich dicks, yes, like hanging out and like yeah. being all, oh, we're rich and everything is awesome for Spooky, us. Spooky and there's incense in the air yeah, and there's like. That's why you want to hang out with like, the fucking all right. rich people, man. Those guys are lame. They're, but like, he doesn't know that they're rich. Dude, they're just. They're, yeah, I'm weird. Have you met me? Yeah, but you're, the mask you're not on, like cloaks. I want crazy. human slaves. Weird. You're uh, like a uh, creative. Well, we didn't fun know they weird. were slaves. Huh? We didn't know that there were human slaves there. There were no slaves like there, but those those were the kind of no. people that have slaves, my man. Dustin Diamond was probably at that party. <laughs> he probably was. If he was, I would go. <laughs> it was. A, I'd go it, just pretty for the cool. I just just to explore just the aesthetics of it all. It's pretty beautiful. I'd go. I could do that. What do you? What about you? I think I would like to. Okay, can you give me just a second? Sure, I'm gonna guess for. Can I can I guess while you're thinking about it? Yes. You want to be in Screeched, the Dustin Diamond home video? That's not a real movie. It is a real movie. I'll send you the link. Don't send me a link to that. <laughs> can you? You should watch. Here's what you should do. You want to have a date night? I'll send you the link. You should put it on your big TV. Get some popcorn, a little red wine. Put on Dustin Diamond, screeched. Why even use the big TV? I I, I just showed you earlier. My friend, oh, my need, friend gave me a project. Well, my friend gave me a, uh, one of the Alamo Drafts oh, House old uh, project projectors. Screeched. So I've got project screeched all over, and then turn the volume up to the whole neighborhood. According to him, I can do like a twenty foot wide screen. So, oh, you'll need it. You'll need all twenty feet. Of <laughs> all it. right, if you say so. No, I don't think screeched. Your horrible perversion of a. <laughs> Of one of our childhood memories is is my cup of tea, my man. Okay. I think I All want right. to be in. Uh, shit. Yeah, okay. Kung Fury. Okay, I've got it. Okay, good. Okay, so do I, do I have to be like actually acting the the like the lead character, or can I just be there? You can be in any part of it. It's just what what scene from a movie would you like to act out in real life? I, I doesn't mean you're in. The I just, just I I want to be in the audience in Hedwig and the okay. Angry Inch when she takes all her. Dra- oh, that's great! Yeah, and that that last that idea. final scene when she takes all her drag off and she's a boy again, and she's just singing that amazing "Lift Up Your Hands" no, that that super so Bowie midnight song. radio, not not a not ex, uh, exquisite corpse where she takes it all off. You want post taking it all off when she kind of. The whole it's scene. I want to be between, there for both songs. The whole scene. They kind of got to be played back to back to back. That's right. right. Like, yeah, it's one scene. Like it feels like it's a one-two punch. You get this like just crazy, dark punk art art punk show, and then you like end on this giant ballad, and it's very Bowie-esque. You're right, and it's super cool. Yeah, it's That's it's great. it's one scene. Like it's that. two songs. It's a great performance. It's a musical, I guess, but like it's rock and roll history, man. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is like yeah. one of the most rocking things I've ever seen. And like, I know I could just go catch the live show cause it, it does exist. But like, you know, if you're in the movie, it's a real, it's real. So like that, I would like to actually be yeah. there when that all goes down. Okay. Yeah. All right. So screeched and Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a rock fan. I want to go to a concert. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm feeling what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm smelling what you're cooking as, Abraham Lincoln would say. Question number three. 
Christopher Nanik asks, do you think the future of movie making will keep devolving into shorter, dumber movies and worse remakes until film is good and dead? Or do you think smaller studios can help pull us out of the nosedive? I think Well, we know what the future is going to hold because old Dave, older Dave told us. Yes, future Dave told us. Because future Dave so, is real. So, yeah, all just remakes and, re- and reboots. Chris, but I think... until then... Do you want to answer it first? Well, no, you go first. Well, I know. I, guess I, I actually can't answer this one. Yeah, like... Uh, Age before beauty. Uh, why? <laughs> Chris, I think your second... Your second, uh, the latter scenario is the right one. I think that... We are coming into an era where we can all be filmmakers because of technology, because of, I mean, the things we have, the tools we have available. And I think we will see some really cool ideas coming out. I don't think it will look like it did. I think there will be people saying that cinema is dead because they won't be featured films and theaters and stuff, but there will be some really cool art coming out if you know where to look. And I know you, and I know you know where to look. Yeah, I, I, I have to echo that. I think that um, much like rock, you know, the idea that rock is dead, and it's not. There's some great music out there. You just got to find it. We talked about Carpenter Brew. Yeah. We talked about, like, you know, Turbo Negro. There's, like, lots of great bands out there that just never get that mainstream push, but that's okay because they're still putting out great performances and great art. You just got to know where to look for it. I think it's going to be one of those things where there's going to be schlock and amusement park movies forever. Because there's just too much money into them. But um, I think true creative endeavors will find a way to utilize technology to cope with the ever-lowering budgets. And uh, you just got to know where to look. Support local artists. Support local musicians. Local filmmakers. If you see an opportunity to throw 10 bucks towards uh, some young artist's project, do it, man. Like. Even if it even if it never comes to fruition, even if it's not your cup of tea, even if it's something you forget about, dude, that ten dollars for that artist is the world. So we can't implore you enough to support artists up and coming because uh, that's how that's how you keep rock and movies alive. That's right. And uh, so I guess we're getting to the end of the show, and I just want to say, uh, yeah. you know, thanks for listening. And Dave, if you cut all the dust and diamond stuff out of this episode, no, it's I'm so going to be furious. <laughs> Listen, this episode was sponsored by Dust and Diamond. <laughs> You're listening to the Grindhouse Podcast on the Time Is an Illusion Network. Please follow us on Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast and listen to us every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify. 